everybody. Welcome to That Saturday in Hockey. My name's Mark from HockeyHuman.com and uh, we're going to go through everything that happened in this very crazy Saturday night in hockey. There was 12 games, so no time to chit-chat. Let's get this started. First game of the day took place in Buffalo at 2 p.m. That's right, it was in Buffalo at 2 p.m., not Helsinki. The Sabres getting a big win in this one, 9-2 over top of the Senators. Uh, funny thing is Sabres losing earlier in the week to Ottawa at home in Ottawa on Thursday night, losing 4-2. Sabres having a very strong period, kept that uh, very strong third period, rather, and kept that momentum going right in through Saturday. Like I said, going home with nine goals in their pocket. The second game on tap tonight was Dallas at Washington. Dickinson for Dallas. That's right. Your best friend, my best friend, Jason Dickinson. We all got his jersey. He scored the goal in overtime tonight for Dallas to take off their eighth win of the year. The Capitals now moving down to 5-4-3. and three. Kind of a Stanley Cup hangover if I've ever seen one. This is uh this is this is amazing. Jason Dickinson having uh, just a night of his career. He was a 29th overall draft pick back in 2013. Uh, since then, the centerman has played 49 games in the NHL, racking up six goals and 10 points. I mean, uh, you might think, wow, okay, this is a 29th overall pick from five years ago. Who else was drafted after him? And the answer is nobody because the 2013 draft was brutal. The next game on tap is the Edmonton Oilers in the Motor City hockey town itself, Detroit. Kyle Brodziak steals the show this evening, not Connor McDavid, scoring two goals, earning his keep as uh, Edmonton will leave this one with a win there. And after a slow start for the season for Edmonton, they're now 8-4-1. I mean, that's that's a very respectable record for this point in time of the year. I mean, that's uh, that's great. They're definitely looking more of the Edmonton of two years ago as opposed to the Edmonton of last season. Moving on to New Jersey at the Islanders in Brooklyn. Uh, Thomas Grice earning his ninth career shutout in the win there over the New Jersey Devils. The Islanders coming out on top 3 nothing with two goals in the third this is an unbelievable game here for Thomas Grice. I mean, he had a 35-save shutout. He's had a fantastic season. In the eight starts that he's had, he's put up a goals against average of 1.85 and a save percentage of .944. Absolutely staggering. Fantastic numbers from the little man between the pipes. The big game of the night, at least according to CBC and Hockey Night in Canada, the Toronto Maple Leafs at the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm sure this was going to be marketed as Matthews versus Crosby. Unfortunately, it was Morgan Riley stealing this show as this would be the Leafs' first win without Austin Matthews. Toronto winning this one 5 nothing thanks to Morgan Riley's two goals and his assists on Patrick Marlowe's goal. I mean, what a fantastic outing by the Leafs without their star centerman. Earlier in the week, everyone was worried about what the Leafs were going to do without Matthews. The pressure that would put on Tavares. Morgan Riley says, don't worry about it, guys. Let me put home two for you. So while the Toronto Maple Leafs were on the road, the rivalry in Montreal continued as they stayed at home against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay coming into town, of course, scoring two goals in this one is Steven Stamkos. I mean, just an absolute dominant goal scorer. 
the Tampa Bay Lightning will leave Montreal with a 4-1 victory, but not before Max Domi scores his seventh goal of the season. I mean, what a fantastic start to the year for Max Domi. Maybe one of these guys that really enjoys the spotlight. Uh, maybe Arizona was, was too quiet of a city for him, too quiet of an organization for him, rather. Uh, he enjoys the uh, the spotlight and the energy that comes from uh, being a Montreal Canadian. So we'll see uh, we'll see if that excellence can continue. He certainly had a great start to the year. Uh, moving on, going down a little more south from Montreal, way south to St. Louis, where the Minnesota Wild were in town. Eric Stahl getting his 400th career goal. What a fantastic milestone for a fantastic player. And honestly, one of the uh, great hockey stories there with the Stahl brothers. Uh, this was a fucking, uh, this was uh, quite the fucking game here. The fucking wild were all over the blues. I mean, St. Louis is just absolutely bombing it to start the year. They are struggling if I've ever seen it. Uh, we're getting pretty close to that American Thanksgiving time of the year where everyone says, you know, that kind of time where everyone circles the calendar and says, by this point in time, this is the team that you are. And let me tell you some American Thanksgiving is coming up too fast for the St. Louis Blue organization because those guys are not going to be enjoying their turkey with the year they've started and the acquisitions that they made prior. Uh, moving on now to what I thought would most certainly be the game of the week. It ended up being the yawn of the week. Boston at Nashville. Nashville coming out of this one one nothing. Uh, Pekka Rene doing a fantastic job. Uh, honestly looking unbeatable. And he was tonight uh, earning the shutout. Now, um, <clears throat> of course, everybody's favorite player, Brad Marchand, racking up a 14 penalty minutes and 18 minutes played. Uh, of course, everyone thinks he's the, you know, the typical rat. You see that point. I'm sorry, rather see that stat line. And then you start thinking, okay, yeah, this is Brad Marchand. This is what he does. Uh, but let me tell you something. There was a uh, there was a high stick, or rather, should I say, a phantom high stick? Uh, Brad Marchand got there in the uh, in the third period, I believe, against Colton Sissons. And this is a, this is a big deal in the NHL right now, where uh, where guys are using their stick to to actively use their stick to go towards the puck. And uh, players are very easily uh, able to uh, just whip their necks back and cover their faces with their gloves. And it's uh, into refs, they just see that jerk reaction. And, uh, you know, they, they, they whip their arms off and they, they call the whistle. Because for years, you know, guys weren't doing that. Guys weren't greasy enough to do that. That meant they got a stick in the face. And, you know, I guess that's what the NHL is coming to. And uh, you got some greasy guys out there. And, you know, nothing against Colton Sissons. Um, but uh, it's not him in particular. It's it's a it's an epidemic across the league. Uh, you know, I got no sympathy for a guy like Brad Marchand. Like he's he's earned his reputation to where you know like you know sometimes he'll get some bad calls against himself because uh, he is such a rat and the way he conducts himself on the ice. But uh, you know that's just an example right there of something that's happening in NHL, and I think that's a, an important thing that should be brought up at some point in time in a, in a board of governors meeting or whatever have you okay now we have the uh, Chicago Blackhawks at the Calgary Flames in Calgary let me tell you something man Calgary is a fucking fantastic team this year they are a goddamn playoff team if I've ever seen one they're gonna have a goddamn run if you don't watch Calgary play hockey yet this year you're fucking missing out man these guys 
brought it today. They beat the fucking Chicago Blackhawks 5-3 at home. Um, Sean Monahan scoring two goals, uh, getting eight goals in total so far this season. Uh, Froelich has got seven goals, and Kachuk has got six goals. I mean, Carolina is no fucking joke, kids. They're going to fucking have a... Pardon me, Carolina. Sorry, uh, uh, fuck Chicago. God damn it, Mark Calgary. You fucking loser. Sorry, man. Calgary's going to have a run this year. Holy are they ever. What a fucking great team. Mike Smith is a fucking great goaltender. Do not doubt that kid. Excuse me while I have a sip. Um, Carolina at Las Vegas is going to be our next game. Um, this is a game that I knew Vegas could win. I mean, they've had a tough, tough struggle to their year. This is their 6-7-1. and one. Uh, Of course, after this win tonight... Uh, it was the 50th career shutout for Fleury. Big night for Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, you know, he's he's a big Golden Knights guy. I mean, after that run last year, I mean, he's got those cups in Pittsburgh. You always remember him uh, as a Penguin. But, man, you know, you'll never – you'll always be remembered as a Knight too. You know, like say what, he, say what you will about his tenure in Pittsburgh, the Cubs, the you know, first overall pick. He's got history there, man. But, you know, 20, 25 years now from now, when you bring up Marc-Andre Fleury – I mean, sure, you'll think about Pittsburgh, but fuck. You might actually think about Vegas first. Look at these milestones he's getting with them. Cup run. when you know That was one of the most unbelievable cup runs in, in NHL history. Unforgettable shit. Uh, also, another uh, noteworthy thing coming out of the Carolina-Las Vegas. Uh, Ryan Reeves scoring his fourth goal of the year. Uh, come on. Four goals for Ryan Reeves. That's unbelievable. This has been like, what, 14 games? He's got four goals. And he could easily score 20 goals this year if he keeps that up. Um, now, what I thought uh, wasn't necessarily the most interesting game of the night, but uh, most certainly the most entertaining uh, third period of the night happened between Columbus and uh, the L.A. Kings in L.A., Ellie uh, would score two short-handed goals in the third period, and uh, let me tell you something—it—it it, it is embarrassing. It was the same penalty kill. It was in the end of the third. You know, you're down two-one. You give up two brutal goals. You're down four-one. You go home. You just go home. Seth Jones—I don't know what happened. It looked like he stepped on a landmine. After the face-off, so you might want to get uh, uh, the UN uh, into the Staples Center to, to search the ice for landmines, because it looked like Seth Jones may have stepped on one uh, after the face-off there, coughing it up, and uh, Andre Kopitar doesn't often miss a, a chance on a platter. That guy's a fucking animal. He's a stud, and when you fuck up that bad... He's going to make you pay for it every time. And then uh, Cam Atkinson, just as a great teammate, just as a great guy, says, hey, Seth, don't worry about it, buddy. I'm going to look even worse for you, and everyone will forget about you stepping on that mine. Cam Atkinson hands the puck to Dustin Brown. <clears throat> He's later hooked. It turns into a penalty shot. And uh, that just about does it. Two shorthanded goals in the third period means that the LA Kings have another win at home this year. There hasn't been many of them for them. Uh, it's a 4-1 win. Uh, Kings 4-8-1 to start the year. What is happening there? 
probably uh, probably the worst team so far this year in the NHL. But what a cool destination for Jack Hughes to end up. I mean, if that if they were to win the lottery, I think that'd be cool as fuck, man. Something about that though. And uh, finally, the last game of a crazy Saturday night, which saw tons of overtime and tons of career milestones, and tons of goals from guys you don't necessarily expect it from. A little more of the same with the Philadelphia Flyers visiting the San Jose Shark. Timo Meir, Timo Meyer, however you fucking say his name, he's got 11 goals this year, guys. He's got 11 fucking goals this year. All right? And he scored his 11th goal in overtime for the San Jose Sharks to get a big win in the Shark Tank at home in Silicon Valley. Unbelievable. That's fantastic. And that brings him with his 11 goals. He's in now in the top 10, top 5 goal scorers in the NHL. Now he's tied with Pasternak, Kane, Landis Cog, and Navy MacDaddy, each with 11 goals. Uh, and then uh, one tier below with Forsberg, Matthews, and uh, Malkin, each with 10 goals. Pardon me, Ovi, not Malkin. Ovi. Another Russian with 10 goals. Uh, those are your goal leaders there. Pasta, Kane, Landy, MacDaddy, Timo Meyer, Forsberg, a half-dead Austin Matthews, and Alexander Ovechkin uh, on a struggling Washington Capitals team. He's, you know, say what you want about the Capitals and uh, the, their hangover. Nobody went harder on that Cup celebration than Ovechkin. Uh, you got to loop in that uh, Cup's good Cup's good. That audio is amazing. Uh, Ovi still looking good with 10 goals in this young season. Uh, in terms of point leaders, uh, it's the uh, it's the Colorado Avalanche and everybody else. As we got Ratnan, Ratnan with 24 points, Nady MacDaddy with 21 points, Connor McJesus tied with them at 21 points. Then we got Malcolm and Bergeron in there. Uh, also, Landis Cog. Side note, has 19 points. Uh, Colorado with three players in the top uh, 10 in scoring this year. Unbelievable from them. Uh, so that just about does it uh, for us here. It's just a quick one, just kind of going over the games. Uh, just those big storylines from last night. Toronto going 5 nothing on a road game in Pittsburgh. Huge, doing that big without Austin Matthews. Morgan Riley really stepping up. Uh, Buffalo getting nine goals tonight. Tampa Bay Lightning absolutely picking apart the Montreal Canadiens at home on a Saturday. That's fucking tough, dude. And then, of course, the Calgary Flames. I mean, these guys are a fucking wagon. Watch out for the Calgary Flames. And lest we forget about Columbus and their absolutely abysmal, abysmal third period allowing two shorthanded goals on one penalty kill. Those are your talking points for last night. Those were your scores. My name is Mark Calagero. This has been uh, this has been a pleasure. Uh, brought to you by HockeyHuman.com. Uh, stories through stats. Take care, guys. Have a great evening. Uh, tomorrow night we'll be posting uh, same thing uh, about the NFL week. Uh, of course, not featuring the Monday night game, but up into the uh, Sunday night uh, halftime of the primetime game. Uh, just a lowdown of everything that's gone on so far that Sunday and a look ahead for the big game on Monday. But uh, thank you very much, hockey fans. Have a good evening. Enjoy the talk, buddy.